0: welcome to the anxiety recovery podcast my name is Valerie I am an anxiety mindset coach and hypnotherapist you know that moment where you are absolutely at peace in the present moment I believe that is what we are all at the pursuit of and I want to help you get one step closer by up leveling your health mindset and love for yourself because that happiness and lasting fulfillment can only be created and found within So get ready for all things mindset, mental health, and self-love. I hope this serves you. Welcome back to the Anxiety Recovery Podcast. I'm so happy you are here. I'm going to be discussing all about the fear of being seen. This is just going to be a solo episode with me, just opening up about real and raw struggles, about the fear of being seen, some signs you have the fear of being seen, and how to truly overcome it so that you can show up in your relationships, in your work, in your business with vulnerability and To be able to be confident and being your truest, most authentic expression. So, I hope you guys are doing well today. I know the holidays are coming up and a lot might be coming up for you. And so, I wanted to start out by just sharing what are some of these signs that you might be experiencing the fear of being seen. So, just to start out, the fear of being seen and any fear is not a conscious choice. We aren't consciously choosing to feel anxious or feel fear around being seen or you know being seen in front of others we're not consciously choosing it it's something from our subconscious mind our subconscious mind research suggests this our subconscious mind is running the show it it, we are run by our subconscious mind 95 percent of the time and so, just listening to podcasts, talking about your anxiety, talking about this fear of being seen um, might not move the needle for you. But these are just to share some valuable insights. So, just to start off, the fear of being seen can show up as an avoidance of social situations. So, you might be avoiding going to gatherings, parties, events, especially with the um, holidays coming up with Thanksgiving, Christmas. Hanukkah, etc. especially if you are fearing being the center of attention or fearing judgment from other people. Another fear of being seen could be manifested and showed up as limited eye contact. Are you avoiding eye contact with people? Because people with a fear of being seen may avoid making eye contact as they per- perceive it as a form of exposure because you're seeing it as, oh, someone is going to see me. And you might worry that others can see your insecurities or vulnerabilities through your eyes. Another sign of fear being seen is self-consciousness. Having this constant self-awareness and concern about your appearance, your behaviors, your actions in social situations can be a sign that you fear being seen. And this self-consciousness can lead to feelings of feeling not good enough or embarrassment or shame and difficult being seen in public or difficult speaking in public, because especially with public speaking, um, this, you know, it's, it's, again, that you're being seen, you're really being vulnerable. You're really sharing your truth. Maybe you're sharing something that you're passionate about. That can be very, very scary. Um, If you're also not used to being seen, maybe you have experienced complex post-traumatic stress disorder, complex trauma, maybe you've experienced emotional neglect in your childhood. And so actually being seen can feel extremely, extremely, extremely scary. Um, Yeah. And the fear of judgment or scrutiny that can really hinder, you know, speaking in public, being confident, perfectionism. This is another one of the fear of being seen. And really the perfectionism is truly just a protector part. I've been trained in somatic IFS. IFS stands for internal family systems. So IFS really looks at we are all whole and complete and perfect just as we are. But perfectionism shows up as this, I have to be perfect in order to be loved. You know why? Because maybe you had a parent who was a narcissist or you were conditioned that you had to be a certain way, or you were conditioned that, you know, love isn't available to me, or you weren't used to unconditional love. And so perfectionism is a way to seek that love. It's a way to kind of predict an outcome, right? If especially this is super true for content creators or if you have a performance-based job, right? Trying to be perfect in order to get the result that you want. Another fear of being seen can be manifested as difficulty accepting compliments. People with a fear of being seen, you know, you might deflect or downplay compliments or feel uncomfortable even receiving them um, because, you know, receiving attention, being in the spotlight can be really uncomfortable. Um, Overthinking social interactions, right? You're overthinking what your spouse is doing, what your partner's doing, what your friends are doing, what your friends are thinking about you, what your clients are thinking about you, what people at your job might be thinking of you. Constantly worrying about how others perceive you. This can really lead to a lot of heightened anxiety. And you might have this aversion to even want to be in social situations because you want to reduce this anxiety, this fear of being seen. Um, If you are a content creator yourself and you have online performance, like presence concerns. So, you know, in the age of presence, uh, in the age of social media, you know, we're showing so much of our life on there. We're being vulnerable and it can feel very, very scary. And so you might be hesitant to share personal information, to post photos, express your opinions due to a fear of judgment from other people. And this definitely used to be me. I used to shy away from a lot of things that I really, truly cared about on social media. I used to avoid sharing my story. I used to avoid sharing my struggles because I didn't want to be perceived as anything other than being perfect because truly at the core, it was me being afraid of being seen Um, social isolation. So that kind of goes with what I was talking about earlier with, you know, with um, avoidance of social situations, right? That social isolation. It can lead to that withdrawal and isolation. You might prefer to spend time alone so that you don't have to deal with potential judgment or criticism from other people. Uh, Physical symptoms. So of course, anxiety is a, there's a lot of sensations in the body that we can feel and see, right? Anxiety isn't just in our head. This can lead to symptoms like sweating, feelings of heat, trembling, increased heart rate, or even nausea when facing social situations. So at the core of the fear of being seen, it's really this fear of I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. This fear of, and ultimately this belief that something is inherently wrong with me. And this ends up happening Because when you are growing up in an abusive household, or you have one or both of your caregivers are emotionally unavailable, you tend to, you know, especially as a child, we can't understand that other people's behaviors are not about us. And so when we grow up, we then learn that other people's behaviors are a reflection of me because our parents, we didn't understand at that time because our our cognitive development, we didn't have logic as a child. So we couldn't understand, hey, Maybe mom or dad are really going through a hard time. Maybe they lost a parent. Maybe they're going through stress at work. Maybe they're going through their own mental health struggles. So they haven't been able to show up for you and emotionally connect and attune to you in the way that you needed. And so instead of you thinking, oh, maybe they're going through something. Logically, we think it's something about us. So then we start to form beliefs that something's wrong with me. I'm not good enough. People leave me. And then this can be perpetuated in how this is showing up for you. So for me, how this has been showing up for me and kind of where I have been triggered is I'm not really sharing my offers on social media as much. I'm not being as authentic as I'd like to be because it's like fearing, what will people say? Fearing that, oh, maybe they'll see beyond my perfectionistic image. Maybe they'll see that I'm just like them and I might have struggles too. And so really my fear of being seen was really, really poked when I, when my boyfriend asked me if I wanted to stay with him for three weeks. So to give a little context and background. So my boyfriend and I are long distance. He lives in Oklahoma and I live in Ohio for the time being. And so for him, I was like, well, I really want to spend New Year's with you. Um, And his birthday is December 9th. And so my flight could only make it December 10th, yada, yada. So I'm like, it's just so expensive with the holiday season to go back and forth. So I was like, why not bring it up to him and ask, hey, why don't I stay here for three weeks? And boy, oh boy, was that effing scary. That was really freaking scary for me. I really felt fear that, oh, what if he actually sees me? What if he sees my flaws and then what if he leaves what if he really sees me for who i am and that feels terrifying because it's easy to have masks it's easy to just not be truly your authentic self obviously the mask will come off after you know three weeks of being with someone and so like like in person with them you know there's no hiding that And so to me, that felt very, very scary. It was also showing up at the surface. This fear of being seen for me was showing up as the shoe is going to drop. The shoe is going to drop with my partner. Everything has been going really good with my partner. He's, you know, a healthy individual. I love being with him. I love him. I adore him. Everything has been going really, really well. And so for me it can feel really, it could feel really scary and feel like, when's the shoe going to drop? Especially because for me, I've had a background of having toxic relationships and I've had a background of being in relationship with men who are emotionally unavailable. And that's of course stemming from my emotionally unavailable caregivers. Um, And so for me, it was just really scary to bring that up. And it's just this fear that, you know, maybe he'll see me for who I am and he won't Love me for who I am. And at the core, these were from past experiences. So, for example, for me, I remember this core vivid memory of I was really aggravated with my dad and I wanted him to stop talking. And I literally just was like, stop. And my dad screamed at me, yelled at me, you know, and he was like, shut up, stop saying that. Like, he was basically mirroring his own wounds to me and it was just extremely traumatizing and terrifying because it was like then I got the belief that something's wrong with me that it's not safe to be seen it's not safe to be heard I shouldn't share my truth so that was one way that it really got cemented into my nervous system another core memory for me was my last relationship I was in I was in a relationship with a covert narcissist and I'm a really weird person. If any of you know me in real life or know me on a personal level, know that I'm really effing weird. I'm really goofy. I'm really silly. I'm just a really silly, weird person. And that can be really confronting if other people don't feel safe in their authentic truth. You might see that they might shut down your authentic expression or try and tell you to tone it down. You know, and I would get a lot of messaging with my family. You're too much. You're too loud. You're embarrassing. You're this, you're that. And it made me really internalize a lot of beliefs around myself and my self-image that was really getting to this fear of being seen. And so next, so going back to my ex-boyfriend story. So he told me, you know, you're really weird. And it feels, it feels like you're, I just don't, want you to be weird like you need to stop and instead of me being like I should step away it was just kind of like I told him well I want to be with someone who unconditionally loves and accepts me for who I am but and I said that and it was just kind of awkward and we just kind of sat there in silence and just kind of like moved moved on and never talked about it again but there was a part of me for the rest of that relationship and then it trickled into other relationships that it really really stifled my self-esteem. It really stifled me being in my truest and most authentic expression, which is being weird. I'm a weird, silly person. And so it was really uncomfortable for me to step into that. And even I noticed that fear of being seen popping up here before I hopped on to record this podcast, because it does feel scary to be vulnerable. It does feel scary to truly be seen. And, you know, I just, after that, after that incident with my boyfriend, my, my past boyfriend, I just stifled that part of myself. I suppressed that part of myself. And then I just kind of really worked on that part and was like, no, I'm weird. I'm really out there. And a lot of my friends would describe me as kind of weird and crazy and not in, you know, a, a bad way. It's more like Valerie is not afraid to be who she is. She's weird. She's silly. And so really accepting that part of me. So those were some of the things that the fear of being seen for me was showing up. It was self-doubt in my business. And it was like this fear of, you know, the shoe is going to drop at any moment. It's, the love is going to be taken away at any moment that was showing up in my relationship that was showing up in my business. And so a way that I kind of worked, a way that I worked through it was doing a brain spotting session and parts work session around this fear of being seen. And for me, you know, that's really, really important because we can talk about our anxiety. We can talk about what we're going through, but it's never really shifting it or moving the needle. It's never truly moving the needle when we're just talking about it. Because like I said, our subconscious mind, we run off of it 95% of our time ta- at the time. So, you know, you might think, oh, I know this is stupid. I should just share my offer on social media. I should just share how I'm feeling with my partner, etc. but it's still there. And so we need to move that through the body. We need to work with the body because when we are anxious or when our fight or flight system is turned on, and if our nervous system doesn't feel safe to receive success, receive that attention, receive that vulnerability, receive that truly being seen in our light, we're going to self-sabotage it every single time. And so working with the body and working with our nervous system is the most important thing we can do. So for me, I did a brain spotting session. So if you don't know, brain spotting sessions are also what I offer clients, my one-on-one clients, my 12-week one-on-one anxiety restart program. So brain spotting sessions, if we have trauma, which most of us do if you're listening to this podcast and you experience anxiety or if you're being seen, that's a really big sign that you have unresolved trauma. And so for me, that fear of being seen, the brain spotting, what it does is it connects you to where in your body you're storing those unresolved emotions and brain spotting allows us to bring those emotions to the surface and heal that trauma and resolve it through the body and acquire new beliefs and new visualizations and healing your inner child. And really in that brain spotting, I also healed my inner child by soothing her in those times of discomfort and memories that came up that felt it's not safe for me to be seen. It's not safe for me to be in this relationship and be myself. And so when I was able to do that, just so it felt like 10 years of therapy in one session, I was sobbing. I just really saw now how impactful that session was because even just doing this podcast it wasn't as big this fear of being seen and I saw myself in this brain spotting session and I was witnessing myself having these visualizations of my partner and I heard this statement that he is expansive for me and I truly truly believed in that to be true I truly believed in that and it was just so transformative So that is definitely a way to do that, Um, really working with that fear of being seen is through brain spotting, we want to work through the body, we want to, you know, really work through these unresolved traumas, because we can't just think our way out of an anxious response, Um, and we can't think our way out of being small, if, if that's what was safest to us growing up, and our subconscious mind, we are we are wired for connection so if being seen feels uncomfortable and feels like we're going to lose that connection we will self-sabotage it even if it looks like not putting out our course even if it looks like not sharing our offers on social media even if it looks like avoiding difficult situations these are all ways that the fear of being seen is being shown to us in our reality And so some ways to work through it is somatic therapy, helping us feel safe in our body. And even just doing hard things, doing those hard things and And comforting your inner child during those moments when there is fear. Because when we can rewire that fear, when we can show uh, ourselves that, hey, we can do hard things, even when it's challenging, we can do hard things. Because when we avoid our triggers, that's when our anxiety becomes higher. When we have that avoidance, our anxiety will grow even more. Because if we can't confront those things, we're just going to be scared of those things. And then we're going to avoid them. And then we're never going to live the life that we truly want to live. So putting yourself in those hard situations. And when we do that, we're showing our nervous system, we're showing our body that it's safe and doing baby steps, right? So maybe that is sharing your truth with a safe person, surrounding yourself with safe people that help you feel safe to be your true self and people who are their true selves. And if you're wanting to dive deeper into this fear of being seen, if you feel it's really stopping you from excelling in your business, it's really stopping you from creating the relationships and friendships and life that you desire, this could be um, a sign that you really want that you really need that one-on-one support. This is what I do for clients. I have a 12-week one-on-one anxiety restart program to help you get to the root cause of your anxiety, heal abandonment wounds, and to get out of survival mode, go from surviving to thriving, doing these with body-based somatic therapy, and reprogramming your subconscious mind. So if that is of interest to you, DM me the word restart, and we can talk about that. And tell me if this podcast resonated with you. I would love to hear how this supports you. And yeah, I I just sending you so much love, so much light and know that people want to hear you. People want to hear your gifts. The world needs your gifts and needs your specific light.